Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. (laughs) I'm I'm embarrassed, Alexa. And I'm Ambrosia. Hello. So much better than mine. No, probably not. No. I love that people listening for the first time are probably like, what the fuck is happening? What's wrong with these people? Good times. Yeah, man. Um... Yeah, I just, I really wish I was better at that accent. Maybe, maybe one day. Um, Can you do any accent, like, really well? Like, on, like, that's it? No. No. Every now and then. Every now and then I can sound like Mary Poppins. Oh, oh. go ahead. But it drives my kids crazy, and that brings me joy. Wait, what is Mary Poppins? Like, like. I don't know. There's different, there's, like, different dialects, depending on where. Like, Hockney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Um, spoonful of sugar. Sugar. I would have to get... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Get... Hold on. Get into it. I have to get into state. Okay. (laughs) Now I'm embarrassed. Channel Mary Poppins. (laughs) Okay. Um, Oh, my goodness. I'm going to mute myself really quick and practice. (laughs) Oh, my God. By the way, this is making me realize this would actually be a really good um, thing to experiment. I can't do it. I'm too embarrassed. Okay. I don't want it. You know what I was thinking? This would be a really good – this is really interesting to see, like – okay, when you channel the ARC-9, okay, you do you sound different. If, oh, I do? Okay. I was going to say, are you going to ask them if I could be British? Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's like when you're driving in the car and you have, like, the sound turn-by-turn directions on, you can have it yeah. be, like, a British person or – like, Love that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wonder if, like – we could channel some a British accent or I don't know. I'm just going to ask them tomorrow when we do our combos with our <laughs> You know what, though? Tomorrow? Tomorrow we're doing combos? Tomorrow night is cooked. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what day it is. I you don't know. You scared what... the Guys, shit I'm, out of me. I'm, being a mom has made me realize I'm just living in a void. I'm just okay. exploding jellyfish in, 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 the, in the void of time Woo! and space. And I don't know when or where we are so you know the best part of that is I have nothing planned for tomorrow like I could do it tomorrow's Tuesday oh yeah yeah like it wouldn't it wouldn't interfere no (laughs) um but I was like what um anywho uh sometimes when I hang out with people with thick accents I start to talk like them and it's humiliating oh my god do you know there's actually like it's kind of like a it's like it's some sort of neurodivergence that is like a symptom of it is that you automatically like have to mimic people. Yes, I have that. I mimic people. I don't know. I have no idea, but I do mimic people because it's called mirroring people. Yes. I learned that when you mirror people, it makes them feel like they are more comfortable with you. It makes you more likable to them. Yeah, I am embarrassed by it because it makes me feel like I'm just copying them. Which I am. Right. But it embarrasses me. But I do do Wait, that. when do you mir- mimic people? If you notice, notice the next time we're hanging out, I will mimic your body language. I'll mimic like your mannerisms and things like that. And then I realize I'm doing it and I stop. I, like, oh, that's why awkwardly. I like you so much. Like, yeah, You're that's so it. Good that's the it. only reason. Damn, you really pulled one over on me. Because I like I you know. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, well. um, keep do, just do? keep doing it in there. It was a good problem. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know my secrets now, guys. Um, no, I, I, I'm saying just keep doing it. We won't have any problems. Um, no. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm not t- trying to tell you how to live. I'm just telling you that I like what you've been doing. A plus. No, um, you're fine. I wasn't taking it like that. Okay. Um, by the way, how was your weekend? How was my weekend? My eyes are like Puffy? so swollen from like the pollen Allergies. right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it like hurts and I look like, I feel like my eyes are puffy and I'm like, why is this happening? Um, sorry. I got distracted by how itchy they are. Um, we have the wave of pollen here too. It's like on our blacktop in the, in the parking lot. All yeah. you see is just like yellow dust everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel too. Um, my weekend was fine. Went to the beach. Love I'm a good very beach glad day. you went to the beach. I went to the beach again today. Everything got taken off my schedule and I was like, well, I'll see you guys later. And I just left. How is that not living the dream? It is. It is living the dream. And I think that's why I get so upset at wintertime because I'm like, I should be at the beach. I should be in somewhere like San Diego. I should be living the dream. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. How was your weekend? Uh, Really good. But real quick on the point of living the dream, like someone put that to me. I think it was I forget who it was. But like last year, I think when I was pregnant, someone was like I said something like something about living the dream. And someone said to me, they were like, but aren't you living the dream? I was like, you think I'm living the dream? And they were like, I mean, yeah, think about it. Like, you've got this going on. You got this going on. But she just listed like the very basic components of my life. And it really made me be like, wow, maybe that is living the dream, you know? Like, Mm. I think we're constantly taught that, like, living the dream is like, oh, I'm flying on a private jet everywhere, and I'm I'm going to this, and I'm walking red carpets, and it's like this, like, fantasy world, you know? And Mm. and sure, sometimes that stuff is great. I wouldn't turn it down. But um, what if living the dream is, like, what a lot of us already have in essence? We just don't categorize it that way. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, that's a good way to look at it. I love that perspective. Yeah. Like the dream is that like you, you make your own hours and then you go to the beach cause your day clears <laughs> yeah. out like, and you just do yeah. what you want. I, I honestly am very grateful because truly I wanted a job like this my whole life. I would, I remember being in offices and like almost in tears cause I couldn't leave. So if that's you listening to this, you're not alone and you too can make your own hours and have a job where you're like going to the beach if you want to. I mean, I think that's actually like kind of slowly becoming more of the norm. Yeah, it really is. Kind of I remember when remote jobs were like few and far between and everybody wanted one. Still, everybody wants one. But yeah. now it's like pretty common, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Hell Yeah. And thank you, Gen Z, for um, helping amplify that turnover because I was and thinking COVID about it. Too. And yeah, and the pandemic for sure. But I feel like Gen Z being like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> yeah. this, I would rather I'm not die. doing this. Yeah. 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 I would rather be like destitute, not yeah. gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's making the industry conform and change. And I think it's really interesting to watch. So I guess we'll see what what life is like in a few years. But anyway, back to the weekend. Um, Yeah, my husband's uh, best friend came to spend a little uncle time with my son. That was fun. I played a little mini golf. I did excellent. And guess what my strategy was? Like I did played better than I've ever played. We have a mini golf course. Uh, speaking of living the dream, I have a mini golf course in basically my backyard. And so like really? once- Where? In the park right next to my apartment. Oh, it's in the park? Yeah. You've never taken me mini golfing. I haven't. Okay. Next time you come, we can go. It's so fun. It's like a really great mini golf course. And cool. um, all the holes are little like Philly- monuments and stuff. It's super oh, cute. that's cool. And um, anyway, so my strategy was like, just don't like, like, just, just have fun. And I did so well. And I was like, Oh, my God, this is one of those things. This is one of those Abraham Hicks things where you just like have fun and everything is good. But anyway, that is not the point of my story. The big thing from my weekend, and this might be even sadder than that, is that um, I was so excited for Sunday night because it was the Love is Blind 
finale. Oh, no, reunion the or love follow? is blind reunion live for the. You know, about I saw this? a preview. No, I saw a preview for it on Netflix last night. Did you watch this season? No. Okay, that's okay. What you need to know is that Netflix amplified this whole thing about Love is Blind finale. Not finale. God damn it. Reunion. Um, This is the first time we're doing it live. First time Mm -hmm. we're ever doing it live. So everyone, because this was like the most popular season of the show as well, everyone set their calendars, made parties out of it. Like it was going to premiere at eight o'clock. Where live. did you see everyone doing this? Was this on TikTok, Instagram? All, everywhere. Who was, who was this? Well, wait, wait. Everyone. I have proof that it was everyone. Okay, I have go proof. Ahead. Go ahead. Come eight o'clock, Netflix crashes because it was everyone. What? People were getting up at like three in the morning from other countries to watch this live. People ordered food. People ordered drinks. People had parties to watch this live and crash Netflix. Netflix could not support the bandwidth. And it was not 10 minutes late. It was not 20 minutes late. It was not 30 minutes late. It was not 40, 50, or 60 minutes late. What? It was an hour and a half late and only like 1% of people got to even see it then because they finally gave up and said, fine, we're recording this and you will get to see it tomorrow. Some people still don't have access to it. I somehow got to see it because I happened upon one of the 1% who was going live on TikTok um, and got access to it last night. So I watched through her TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) And um, oh my God, then by the time the reunion actually played out, people went apeshit because they kept, Netflix kept saying, we're so sorry that we're late, but don't worry. It's going to be worth it. Trust us. Like, it's going to be worth it. It wasn't it was, worth it, was it? It was, it was less than worth it. It was offensive. <laughs> there was no tea. There was zero tea. There was literally zero tea. And everybody's <laughs> like, no one got dragged. The hosts are need to be fu-. Everybody was so angry. And I was just like, I just, I just, I watched an hour and a half of it. And then like my husband walked in the room right when it was ending. And I was like, that was so terrible. Good night. And I, I was very, I was very upset about the end of my weekend. Um, yeah. So, but today's a new day. It's Monday. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I'm sorry that that. Allison Barrett on the okay. live said, I was so mad about that reunion. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry that you guys had that experience. That is truly horrific. Listen, I live a very, like, PG, like, boring life. So we talked about this in the last episode. So now my reality TV fix is, like, that's where I get to, like – Dude, I was even so mad that I actually texted Dumois, the the gossip – Queen, Did you? A piece of tea that I've been holding on to for years about Vanessa Lachey. Um, Nick Lachey's wife, yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. You probably won't care, but. I so. absolutely love that you're like, yeah, so take that. Yeah. So that's how I feel about that. Well, I like vowed to myself. I'm like, I am never getting involved in gossip again. Like, like, cause I used to work in it and yeah. last night just brought it out in me. I was like, <laughs> actually. Oh my God. You want to know something really funny about me? I think this is another symptom of ADHD. I can't watch things that I haven't seen already. Well, how would you watch them in the first place then? Exactly. So when I do watch something new, I know this doesn't make sense. Follow me. When I watch something new, I can't sleep and I'm very anxious the whole time. Hmm. So I can only, I only like to watch shows that I've already seen. Hold on. Hold I know on. how it ends. I think, I think this has been phrased in, uh, inversely because I do know you. And okay. let me phrase it how I think it is. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. When going to sleep, you like to watch things that you've already watched. But that's the only time I've watched TV. Okay, well, but but this is <laughs> it's like it's like does this cause this? Like correlation mm. does not equal causation. You okay, know but saying? okay, so are you right? Okay, but hear me out. When I watch something reality TV, and there's a lot of like drama. arguing or drama, 
I am up and pacing, physically (laughs) pacing because I cannot handle the anxiety. And so like, I don't know if this is a trauma response from, I don't know. Oh, probably. Yeah. It is. Or we watched, Mo and I watched this movie and it was about, I don't even, it was about this family that was like trying to run away or they're going to die. And I was hiding behind the back of the couch. Okay. Is this a scary uh, movie? No, it was a thriller. It wasn't like a jump scare. Same same thing. thing. I was hiding. This is not normal. This is not a normal reaction. So it's very ridiculous for me. Well, And then I could not sleep. That's totally – I would not be able to sleep either. I cannot watch anything that is, like, remotely dark. Like – Yeah. My husband knows that there are shows he watches by himself and there are shows that we watch together. But if it's anything – even with a dark tone, even with just, like, a heavy vibe, no. Can't do it. I can't do it. I can't handle it. So, anyway, that's – the last reality show that I've watched was The Challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a lot of drama. It is. But see, this is what I'm saying is like, I feel like I've ridded my life from so much drama that now Mm. that's my entertainment. You know, like now I'm in drama. Yes, I can handle it. But when I had so much drama, I was like, oh my God, just give me like Abraham Hicks all day. That's what I need. But now Mm. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, you're right. I get that. Any Um, comments from Judy says, Judy says, that's my normal reaction home and I plug my ears and I close my eyes lol oh my god this whole community is just a bunch of traumatized children I'm so sorry yeah that's us we're all just like we can't watch anything sad not gonna happen wait but this is my theory about like why everybody's so obsessed with reality tv as well like why like this show crashed netflix right is because People love to see – people are obsessed with, like, human behavior and, like, observing human behavior and human dynamics and, like, when people fuck up and, like, when people are, like, the hero or when pers- people are the villain. Like, we love to, like, watch and, like, watch that projection play out through, like, a reality TV and characters that we can either, like, get behind or, like, mm. drag. You know what I mean? I feel like it's in a way, like, some form of – therapy I'm not saying it's healthy (laughs) all the time um but I do think it's like it's almost like watching like a highly magnified version of like it's a highly magnified reflection of the current state of real of society and like human behavior yeah that's true that's and true, something I'll say is that like the what I'm observing is like we're actually getting more emotionally intelligent men like they're learning how to like get in touch with their emotions and how to like speak about them. Um, and it's really interesting to watch like the dynamics and relationships starting to get more mature. But at the same time, like there's still drama and there's still villains and there's still heroes or, or whatever. Um Anyway, is that's this my reality love, TV show rant. Is this, is this love is blind then? Yeah, that's what I said. Hmm. Because I feel like, and I agree with you, but I feel like the older generation, Gen X, um, is not emotionally intelligent. And therefore, oh yeah, a lot yeah. of people that I know personally are like thinking about divorce or going through divorce that have been married for many, many years. It's wild. It was like a wave, and now we're going through a second wave of people. You, what did what did I send you that TikTok message? I was like, "You're a you're a divorce doula, but also yeah. like a switching teams doula, or something." <laughs> yeah. Because some yeah. this girl made a TikTok saying that like when she announced that she was getting divorced, suddenly all of these like. People start creeping out of the woodwork and like, wait, so when did you know? And like, when should you? And you, that exact thing happened to you when you announced on this podcast, your life changes. Yeah. When, when I came out, everybody was like, so how did you, how did you (laughs) know? What's it like? And maybe I am. Yeah. And I'm like, it's okay. It's safe over here. Come here. All right. And mama's got you. Legit. Not mommy. That's a, mama. Mama. Okay. Mama. Yeah. We're not. That's a that's such a that. compliment, I feel like, because it means that other people see you as like safe and like 
if she can do it, I can do it too. And like, that's such a, like they identify with you, you know what I mm, mean? Yeah. That's, that's that makes nice. me happy. I love though, that when I talk to sometimes this, what was it? Like it was several months ago, but Alexa said to me, why are you trying to convince everybody that they're gay? And I was like, I don't know. They might be like, that's <laughs> the thing. Like you have, you don't know. You don't know. When was that? And then, it was a while ago. And then I saw the Chelsea Handler stand-up show and she's like, I don't know what you men did, but I went to Canada for COVID. I came back and nine of my girlfriends, nine of them who were straight are now yes. lesbians. Yes. She's like, that means that women who are not naturally gay have decided that they don't want men so much that they have decided to go to women. Oh, legit. Legit. And actually, now that I think about it, like if I were still single or dating now, like if yeah. I literally I'd never been married, I didn't have kids, like that whole thing. Oh, sorry. The universe might, is like, hey, <laughs> I might legit do the same because Good for you. like who knows? Like I'm just saying who I knows? I don't like my current mind would be like, no, I, I think I'd still be into men. But Honestly, like looking out there, like there's not a lot of selection. And also I feel like the dating world has gotten, like, I don't think I'd be able to handle the apps. I really don't. Cause I don't like playing games and I don't like compete competition whatsoever. Yeah. I don't like dating. I hate dating personally. I don't like, I don't like dating either. If I'm going to be very honest. I mean, I feel like someone said it really good on TikTok. They were like, when you're dating women, you have to worry about like the woman being a dick. And then when you're dating men, you have to worry about the guy killing you. Kind of a big difference. <laughs> okay. I don't worry about them killing me. But I like just... you vet them. Like, like, are you a crazy person? That's true. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to chop me up into pieces? Yes. Oh, 1000%. Yeah. 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 No, that is true. That is true. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Or roofie how... my drink. Yes. But it's I didn't of, get roofied by a woman. I'm just throwing that out there. You did? Wait, yeah, did I got you tell this on the podcast? I, I think I did. Yeah. Got roofied in LA. That's crazy. Tough That's day. so scary. It Speaking scary. of which, that is involved in the story that I sent to Dumois. <laughs> but not, <laughs> but it? not, but not, not with Vanessa, with it. it I'm being oh, so. Oh, God. I can't wait to hear it now. I'm so excited. I Everybody like listening, even... I'm so sorry. I feel so like you're sorry. not even going to care when I finally tell you, but other people would care. If you like Vanderpump Rules slash Vanessa Manillo, then who care? I feel like you're giving a lot away. Might as well just tell them now. No. Okay. I All can't. right. I tried, everybody. I tried. <laughs> I give it my best effort. Um, no, it involves someone doing roofies to like party, but not Vanessa. Oh. That doesn't I'm Yeah, some people do – when I lived in L.A., there were some people that would take – it's called GHB to, like, okay. go out and party because it makes you, like, real fucked up. But, like, yeah. that's – No, really... I know. I've experienced that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, don't you pass out? Because I passed out. I think it probably – like, the they quickness. probably try to, like, lessen the dose or something mm. so that it's just, like, a taste of it. But I'm sure Oh, I was fucked iffy. up. That was yeah. the most fucked up I've ever been in my life. And I had not even a full drink. Yeah. So I know I was roofied. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you'd want to be that fucked up, but like, hey. Oh, yeah. Some people do. It was bad. Yeah. But um, nothing happened. No sexual assault happened, thank God. So. Oh. Oh, good. Good, 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 good. Good. I'm glad. Anyway. I'm, I'm so sorry. I was looking at the comments real quick. Um, Allison said, yes, watching other humans interact in different situations is so interesting. She's talking about the reality TV. Judy said, I think we have all, we all have it in us. Just saying, um, a Sarah fine. Oh my God. This is my former camp counselor who is like the coolest person in the entire world. Hi, cool Sarah. Sarah fine. No, cool Sarah. That's her name. Cool Sarah. Cool Sarah. Okay. Um, there's a lot of toxic masculinity in the lesbian community as well. TikTok really highlighted it with all of the lesbian thirst trap videos. A I don't know about this to you. Fucking percent. I'm so excited. A hundred. By the way, I I love how this episode was. <laughs> this it, is not... We're going off the rails. That's fine. We actually had something planned today, guys, but we're doing this now. 
A hundred percent. It's okay. Because here's what it is. I think my theory about this is that they see those traits, not all, I'm not speaking for everybody, but they see those traits, the to toxic masculinity, uh, and the lesbians, lesbians see those traits and they think that they will be accepted or more accepted or they value those traits in some way. Can you give us way. some examples? Cause like, like paint a picture for me. Like what do you, what's. Fuck boys. What do you mean? Fuck boys, fuck boys, fuck boys. Fuck boys I in the lesbian community. Yes. So, uh, okay, I was gonna make a reference, but you probably haven't seen it, so it doesn't matter. It's fine. What? What? Um, what? what? Delbert. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. So, it's basically I know what a fuck like boy is. yeah, everybody knows what a fuckboy is. Okay. Yeah. So that energy just in a woman. Same, right. mm -hmm. same thing. Understood. It's also this idea of uh, there's roles, which are stupid as shit, um, because we're both women. So why are there roles here? Like masculine mm. roles and feminine roles. And that's dumb. I think that's fucking stupid. If I wanted that, I'd still be married. Right. Um, what else? I'm on my soapbox right now. No, I mean, this is really fascinating because I don't know. I don't know. Wait, what did what did Sarah find me when she said TikTok really highlighted it with all the lesbian thirst trap videos? Yeah. So the What's lesbian that? thirst trap videos, those are the ones where you have a masculine lesbian like trying to be well, they are sexy, but they're like being, being sexy like, in front of the camera, like a thirst trap, right? Yeah. And it highlights it, in my opinion. You let me know what you think, Sarah Fine. Um, but it highlights it in my opinion because it shows I feel like it shows the fuckboys a lot like it, it really kind of puts them on a pedestal in my opinion it also shows that if this was a man would this be as acceptable probably not but it's more acceptable because it's a woman. It's someone who's viewed as a safe person, but emotionally you're not safe. You're not yeah. safe because you could still do as much emotional damage with a woman than you can with a man. It's the toxic masculinity. And that's, what's really like a being, being shown here. I don't know. That's my opinion. Yeah, like what you're saying is uh, like we all have masculinity and femininity within us regardless right. of what sex we were born as. Yes. And so the toxic masculinity within the lesbian community is being really like amplified in some of the community on TikTok, which is just a no. And Okay, so if I'm going to play devil's advocate here, I think that where this – the idea of this came from was, and this might not be, I might be way off, but the idea of this came from was when I was in high school, when I was growing up, the way that lesbians looked, it was a very specific stereotype, right? And so that was the stereotype. And if you didn't fall into that stereotype, then maybe you weren't a lesbian, right? You're not gay. Right. Now, what we all know that that's not true. We all know that like anybody can look the way they want to look. That has nothing to do with who you find attractive and who you want to be with. But I think that, and there are femmes that do this too, feminine presenting people that show up in a toxic way. So that's more like feminine tox toxicity as opposed to masculine toxicity, but I digress. But there's, I, I don't know. I think I'm speaking in circles at this point. So I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> no. Maybe um, when you gather your thoughts and come back on the next episode, if you want to. And we can go back on again. the next episode. Can I be a guest on the next episode? Yeah, sure. I'll yeah. have you back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, you said something about beauty, I think. No, I, I thought you did. But it's okay. Go for it. Keep going. No, go I, I really thought. thought you you did, but 
Anyway, maybe it made me think of it because there is a trans influencer who I'm really blanking on their name, so I'm going to have to go find it, and I apologize, but I saw this TikTok they made a few weeks ago, and I wrote down the quote that they said, and they said, beauty is about noticing what is, not what should be. And I thought that was really like one of like my favorite things I've ever heard about mm. beauty and looks and like uh, how we identify, right? Because that's what they were talking about. They were talking about trans people and how, you know, basically like the war against trans people and how, and the prejudice, right? And yeah. I think it's such a beautiful statement to say, beauty is about noticing what's already here, right? Not about what needs to change so that we can become like the Rachel Lee Cook, like walking down the stairs. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I think so. And I was actually thinking about that today in terms of like our children, right? I was thinking, man, my whole life, why have I felt like I always, I, I constantly need to be something I'm not, like I'm not good enough I'm not good enough as I am. I have to work constantly to be prettier, uh, nicer, like cooler. Like I, I have to be more than I'm being. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've always felt that way my whole entire life. I mean, as long as I can consciously remember, right? And then I was like looking at my son today and he's just so happy playing, just doing nothing, you know? And I was thinking, well... I guess that makes sense when you grow up in a world where, you know, adults are trying to get you to conform into, they're trying to get you to be a certain way that you're not authentic, like naturally being mm -hmm. for purposes of like, maybe they think that's best for you to fit into society. Maybe they think it's what's safest for you. Maybe they, maybe they don't even know why they're doing it there. They have, programming from their parents and so on and so on and society and so on and so on and so on. But I think it's like, I almost feel like we're part of the first generation that's like pretty, like starting to become very conscious of that and starting to become very conscious of like allowing our children to just be like, to mm -hmm. just be what they are and who they are without kind of saying, no, you have to be like this or you need to like that or you, you know what I mean? And I'm, it just was another one of those moments where I'm like, wow, how cool. Like, I really am so excited to see the next 20 to 30 years. Like, I'm so excited yeah. to see these children grow up and become adults and, like, get into power and, you know, what that's going to feel like. Like, what, what that's going to mm -hmm. feel like on this planet. It's like, I don't know. It's exciting. Well, I mean, talking about, like, going back to beauty – like that, that is toxic masculinity. It's this, this is beautiful, whatever this is, which is usually a thin white blonde woman, right? That is beautiful. And if you are outside of that box, then you are not deemed as worthy as X, Y, and Z, right? And so that is this really toxic beauty standard that is really doesn't make any sense anymore for our our society because the skinniness came from sick women actually like in the forties, which is fucking wild when I learned this. And it was viewed as my wife is too sick and little to work. So she has to stay home. So then that upped the ante on look at what a good man I am because I get to provide for my family because my wife is too sick and fragile to work as compared to her helping out, which is what was going on in World War II. Women were helping, we were um, doing all kinds of jobs. And so that kind of, anytime you're put in a hierarchy situation, right? You're just appealing to misogyny, white supremacy, all of those things that are hopefully falling by the wayside because they are coming to light more and more and more in our society. So that is another way that we are going into this period, uh, not periodical. Oh my God. Patriarchy oh. of like holding ourselves to these unrealistic beauty standards, right? If I'm not this way, 
then I'm not pretty. If I'm not this way, then I'm not good enough. If I'm not thin enough, then I'm not, it's all bullshit. Like it's exhausting trying to fit in a box that you don't fit into. So like, why do it? What's the point? And then, and then, Never mind. I'm not going to say our next thing because I'm not going to do it. Anyway, let's keep going. Okay. I'll tell you offline. Okay. I saw this TikTok today of this kid. No TikTok has resonated with me more than this one TikTok I saw today of this kid. He was just sitting eating. He was, and he obviously was wise beyond his years. He had to be like, I don't know, seven or eight or something. And he just said, he said, I'm allowed to be fat. Like, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And he just kept eating like happily. And I was like, that is so true. Like, what? But do you see that? So in his mind at seven, eight years old, if I keep eating, then I'm getting fat. And fat is viewed as bad. And so I'm going to reverse it and say that it's okay. Like, even at that age, my point is that we understand that if we have larger bodies, we are not deemed as worthy as someone with a smaller body. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but his whole fucking en- crazy. But his whole energy around it was very much like I'm allowed to be. I'm allowed to be things that people don't like. I'm allowed mm-hmm. to be, like it, it feels very resonant with this thing I've been talking about on the podcast of like, and what, like and what about it? Like I'm allowed to be ugly. <laughs> I'm allowed yeah. to be. <laughs> I don't have yeah. like the the voice in my head which yeah, comes from society and our parents and blah, 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 blah. But really it's the voice in my head that tells me, no, you have to look perfect. Otherwise people won't like you, or you have to look pretty. Mm -hmm. Otherwise people won't like you and accept you. And what if there is a new voice that said, no, you're allowed to be ugly. You're allowed to be unfashionable. You're allowed to be, um, and, and yes, of course, there's always going to, I don't think we're ever going to live a day on this planet where there's no categorization of, um, or like, um, spectrum of like attractive and unattractive. I think there's always going to be something that's attractive and something that's deemed unattractive. Right. Yeah. And maybe what those are will shift and they're shifting right now. And that's great. But I, hope I don't. Kindness. What'd you say? I said, I hope it's kindness. I hope that's what, how we like view what is attractive attractive. yeah yeah totally I think I mean even circling making full circle here what did we start out talking about love is blind right Mm. and I think that's what this show I think that's why people I mean of course there's toxicity within it and the season proved that and you guys can go check it out if you haven't but I think something that really struck me was like actually how successful the experiment was because three people Three couples got more couples got engaged and are still married a year later and seem really happy than ever before on the show. Um, and they really seem to take the experiment very seriously. And I think that, um, and 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 I think they're all attractive, like in their own way. But but I don't know. It 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 it's not necessarily a slam dunk in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. so. I think the fact that that is one of the most popular reality shows right now is like a reflection of what we want to see. We want to know if there's more depth in humanity, in attraction. Like we want to know if we can look past this outer shell and if that outer shell can even get more attractive through the inner soul connection, right? Like that is the point. I mean, I also think that we want to be accepted and we want love. Yeah. Right. And so there's nothing better than being accepted for yourself, for who you are as a person um, without this idea of if I gain weight, if I get old, will this person still love me? You know what I mean? Like aging is fucking tricky. Because like, (laughs) I'm noticing things about myself that were not there three years ago. And it is, it is hard. It is hard because it's like, I constantly have to tell myself that I am just as valuable as someone who's in their twenties. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay if people, you know, like 
no, I look my age. That's all right. That's okay. It's okay if I don't look my age, but I'm constantly have to telling my, um, have to tell myself that. And that's another thing about this patriarchal society is that it's okay for men to age. They're, they're, um, and they're seen as more attractive when they're they're seen as more attractive. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Or like dad bods. Fuck your dad yeah. bod. What about a mom bod? Yeah. Because I got one of those. Like, oh, let's yeah. talk about that. 100%. But it's like, I really do think that the power is in our, like, I really do think things are shifting in that direction. I really do. And I think it's all about, like, the, it's like, how much can we embrace in ourselves? You know what I mean? Because I was actually reading something today about, like, um, it was like a parenting Instagram account. And it said basically like, um, you know, I, it was essentially saying all these things that this mom did and then noticed that her kid repeated that through observation. Right. And one of the things that she did was she started complimenting herself more. She started saying Mm. like, wow, I feel really pretty today. Like, wow, I think I look good in this, you know? And then she noticed that her daughter was doing the same thing. Her daughter's like four or five or something and would say, I look so cute today or whatever. And the whole point of the post was like, they're watching us, right? Like they're watching us and we have to embody the things we want to see out there, the things we want to see mm-hmm. replicated. Mm-hmm. It's We can't like talk about it and not do it ourselves, right? Like we have to try to embody what we want to see and what we want people to, we want the next generations to emulate. And I think it's such a, um, a powerful thing to realize is that we're all like, we do have that power. We do have the power to influence at that level. And, um, and I think we're already doing it so much. Like, I think, I I mean, I can't even believe how much has changed since here's an, here's another example from love is blind. There was a, like a (laughs) cast member. I'm sorry. Such a good time. Go ahead. There was a cast from love is blind. Truly. There was a cast member this, this season who was just a fucking, she, she was, she obviously was so unhealed is what I'll say in her own way, but she was just a reality TV star. I don't buy it. (laughs) She was definitely the villain, but it was, it was, she was mean. She was mean. She was rude. She was just, and what I noticed was, oh my God, the feeling of watching her made everyone feel sick to their stomach. They did not want her to be a part of this. And at the reunion, everyone called her out in a very, not in a like, you fucking bitch, nothing like that. It was like, Mm -hmm. No one should ever treat anyone that way. Like, and Mm. people were holding, they were like, you need to be held accountable. Like, I forgive you. I wish you well. We're moving on. But like, I really hope that you understand like the harm that you caused just by, you know, and she felt like she was, she knew she did something bad, but she like wasn't fully aware of like how that all came to be. But the point is, I'm like sitting there watching this going, oh my God, this is so different from reality shows like even five years ago where the bitch is like everybody's like you're a bitch like fuck you like people are they're not they're first of all it feels very off to have a bitch number one it feels very off to everybody that they're there number two the way that they're being dealt with is actually with a lot of like empathy and kindness in terms of the other people, but it's in saying like, I forgive you. And I hope that like, you're able to like move through this and grow from this. But like, you know, that was really inappropriate, right? There's like a lot of accountability. There's a lot of like authentic communication. And I just was like, wow, even just that is so much proof of, again, like the reflection and how we've grown as a society is that like this character is not desired anymore here. It does Mm -hmm. not feel good. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess this episode could be called like, you know, what the me- like what TV or the media like is reflect is 
illustrating about how we as a society are growing and changing. And I do think we should give ourselves more credit because I do think we're actually growing and changing way more than we recognize. And again, it's only through that reflection that we're able to have those moments of like acknowledgement, like, oh, wow, this is different, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, oh, wait, there's, there's, Allison said, I photographed headshots at a women's conference recently. Nearly 400 women set, sat down, and almost each and every person had something negative to say about their appearance. It was so depressing to look back and reflect on. Ugh, yeah. I feel like that, that was the thing when I read that post today about the, like how we have to like model for our kids, like what we want them to pick up and like complimenting ourselves as women. I thought that was the most triggering one. It was like, Ooh, how can I do that? Because like, I, I literally had this thought, I don't want to come off as like, Oh yeah, I'm so hot. You know, like I definitely don't want to do that. And then mm-hmm. I had that dialogue with myself. I was like, well, what's wrong with that? Like, wh- why not? Why can't I think I'm so hot or why can't I think I'm so beautiful today or whatever it is? And it's like, I don't know, because that'll make me a target for people being like, no, you're not. And mm-hmm. I think that is why women are so kind of afraid to embrace themselves. And we would rather put ourselves down first because if we do it, then no one has to do it for us and no one can do it for us. You know what I mean? Like where it's obviously a defensive mechanism. So I I mean, I'll, I mean, go go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish your thought. No, no, that was it. I mean, I think the other part of this, when it comes to, I agree with you about complimenting yourself, but when it comes to like, I don't know, I'm on this like eating kick. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like eating, right. And losing weight, you're praised for losing weight. You're praised for it. Nobody says congratulations, you gained weight. Mm -hmm. They just ignore it or like in some cases make jokes about it. Mm -hmm. And it's very sad that we glorify eating disorders. Well, I mean, there, there could be eating disorder, binge eating as an eating disorder too, but we glorify losing weight and being sickly and we don't glorify being healthy. I think that is changing. Obviously that is changing, but like, it's, it's still there. It's still very much there. It's still a lot of, um, we glorify youth. We don't glorify aging, which is unfortunate. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Did I tell you that there is this, uh, she's like a trend caster. She, she has a really big following. I think her name's like Coco Moco. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, she does this for a living and she forecasts like digital trends and such. And she's been for, I heard her on a podcast recently and like one of her like hottest takes about the next, I don't know, 10 years is that she thinks that, um, actually like you know how now like the influencers all have like Botox and fillers and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like she really thinks that in the slightly near future, like wrinkles are going to like be the trend, like wisdom. I fucking hope so. I hope so too. I really hope so too. That would but, be amazing. But even you're already actually kind of starting to see it happen because like um, a lot of people are starting to get like their fillers and their implants removed and everybody's going now to this like, you know, more natural type of look. And that's all the people that were the trend starters for the fillers and the implants and all that. They're the one, they're the first ones to like embrace that and make it a trend. Now they're all getting it removed and going back to like a natural look. So it mm. is already kind of starting to happen. And it, it, but that's the whole thing. It's like, are you going to be a trend follower or are you going to just decide what, you know, feels authentic to you and mm-hmm. embrace that no matter what the trend is. Because if you were just doing it because what's her name was doing it, I mean, like you said, it's a lot of money and a lot of pain and a lot of time to put yourself through something that doesn't really feel like you, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I really like this conversation. I, I really, I, too. Yeah. I think it goes back to being accepted. I think that's why we do things. We just want to be accepted and loved. hundred percent. I think that's but we're all just living in someone's fantasy. 
It's not real. And meaning that beauty isn't real. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Absolutely. Amen. Oh, there's my son going by. Um, <laughs> um, should we talk about our upcoming retreats? Yes. Let's let's do it. Can you tell us about South Carolina? Yes. So I'm actually so excited. Um, so <laughs> Memorial Day weekend, May 25th through 28th. Um, it's basically from a Thursday to Sunday. We have our second retreat of the year. It's called Blooming on the Water. It's at this incredible property right on a lake, Lake Murray in um, South Carolina. And essentially, we have two spots left. Um, we're going to do amazing things on the water like um, paddleboard yoga and looking at something else that's kind of a surprise. But this retreat is for people who want to be in community with intuitive women um, who want to develop their intuition. We're going to do um, exercises and workshops to be able to amplify and open up your intuition um, and uh, and just have fun and like, you know, celebrate life. I think that's really what our retreats have become. It's like we're creating these experiences that are in beautiful places, beautiful locations and creating opportunities to go out and like live your life and kind of have a little bit of a vacation um, and also meet new friends and meet or re-meet parts of yourself that you didn't know were there. So mm, absolutely. So yeah, that is our second retreat. Only two spots left. We do have sliding scale pricing. That means that uh, we have different pricing options based on whatever life circumstance you're going through. So make sure you go to our website, innerbloompodcast.com slash events, um, or you'll see um, when you go to our website, it says retreats at the top. You can click that. You'll see our uh, South Carolina retreat. And you'll also see our Blooming in Belize retreat in August. That is a super cool retreat uh, in Central America. Um, you do need a passport for that. That is coming up um, August 9th through 13th. And that is a that's a whole different awesome adventure. So if you guys uh, are interested in either of those retreats, make sure you go check it out. First come, first serve basis. And we can't wait to see all of you in person, whoever decides to come. Yes. And, oh, and go ahead. I was going to say, and until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.